Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast, where we help restaurant patrons enjoy their experience by giving them a look behind the industry curtain. I'm tired of working dead beat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. Hi, I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, and on today's podcast, we discover what is special about Vegas. <laughs> what is not special about Vegas? Well, I'll tell you what. We are joined today by my good friend, Jason Almanzo. Good afternoon, gentlemen. All right. What's is, up? As usual, <laughs> we're joined also by Danny Davila. What's up, everybody? How we doing out there? Good, I hope. Fantastic. We are on our very first on-location podcast. It's awesome. Looking out at the wheel at Vegas. He told me I couldn't even drink for this. He's driving me crazy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want to put on a quality show, so forgive me. Okay? Yes, we... Do uh we do a yearly boys trip to Vegas, and uh, one of the special things that that we are able to do is meet up with our, our many friends from across the country, and we all meet here, have a good weekend, and uh, we shamefully go back home <laughs> and prepare the next one for the next year. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we just wanted to make sure that we continue every week to give you good content on our podcast and. What better place to start as as uh, in Vegas, you know? Exactly. So we want to know what's special and what's different and unique about Vegas. And Jay, you were born here. Yes, sir. You must have been one of the eight people that were born here. One of the eight, <laughs> yes. Yes, one of the eight people. I think when I grew up, uh, there was 230,000 people when I was here. When, yeah, I, when I grew up. So now we're hitting 2.1 million. Wow. That's pretty special. Yeah, it's wild. But that 2.1 million are all like people from Utah oh, and they're all transplants. Yeah. Yeah. None of those people are from here. So when people say, Oh, I'm from Vegas, I've been there 19 years. No, you're from New York or something. <laughs> <laughs> from Vegas. So, how tell, tell the audience about how you got started in the restaurant business? Oh, man, I got started in the restaurant business back in Buffalo, New York at Ponderosa Steakhouse. Mm. All you could eat. That All room. the dishes you could wash. Dishwasher? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay. Fifteen years old. I was washing dishes. I was like, "Oh, it's slow in here. This is going to be an easy job." I didn't oh. realize it was a buffet. Okay. That never ends. <laughs> busy as can be. So I went from there, went to a Roadhouse Grill, and then uh, shipped out to Vegas and opened up ESPN Zone. Oh, I remember that place. That place was wild, man. That place was a good really? time. It was popping, dude. It was popping. And it was not cheap. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah. There'd be a line out the door at 9.30. We don't open until 10 for the football games. Line out the door. Are there any uh, ESPN zones left? I think there's one in... In New York, right? Atlanta, Atlanta, no? 
Okay. No, That's there's cool. uh. And there's still the one in Times California. Okay. It's in uh, the City Walk, so Disney Walk. Oh, okay. I think it's called. I think that's the only one. Really? Yeah. The rest of them closed down. Disney got out of the restaurant business. Okay. The one thing they wanted them to do was be the same restaurant. Mm-hmm. The only difference was if it's in a hometown like uh, Baltimore or Atlanta, they would only be busy on home games. So okay. kind of be dead throughout. Vegas was an anomaly. We have a sports book right outside the front door. Gotcha. Yeah. And it was packed. Was it, that was in the New York, New York, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Tom's Urban is now uh, the new uh, renter of that location. That was a big footprint, too. It was huge. That it was, was awesome. huge. We opened up, we had Carrie Hart jumping the Brooklyn Bridge in front of New York, New York on a motorcycle. It was rad. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's uh, ESPN Zone. What, what, where after that? Ooh, where'd I go after that? Oh, you know what? I went into a, a local gaming establishment and... Uh, Started off bartending there. Okay. And that was a lot different. Oh, actually, no. You know what? I made a special trip down to Casablanca on, uh, you know, Alhambra and A1A. <laughs> I did work there, too. I'm sorry. I skipped that whole, I, I skipped that whole style. That yeah, was cool. That's, uh, that's your stint in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. I love that place. Oh, man. No changes. It was the best. <laughs> uh, I would like this, and I don't want any of this. Yeah, sorry, lady. <laughs> yeah, I never said no more in my life than that time. Yeah, it was the my, best. Yeah, when we first started there. Like, lady, it's a, it, you order like McDonald's. I'll take a number one, a number two, but you don't get to change anything. <laughs> that was like, uh, I don't know if it was called Dick's or something like that. It's a burger place in Seattle. And uh, I was like, yeah, uh, can I get a so-and-so with no pickles? She, she straight up looked at me. She's like, you're going to have to choose something else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, really? I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. the best kind of waiting right there. Okay, so moving on up, you back here, local gaming establishment, you bartended. That was your first bartending gig? No, I bartended at Roadhouse Grill, but uh, first gaming bartending job, yeah. That was, okay. And that's, that's a whole different animal. It's not just your regular bartending job. You're more of a marketer. You're a casino host. You're a gaming host that just slings beer and... and uh, Drinks. So describe that situation for us. Cause, uh, if, if yeah, because this is definitely something that's unique. Yeah, yeah to hear. Absolutely. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, when you go to a bar, most of the bars here are gaming bars. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? Exactly. And by that we mean you have in every in front of every bar stool in the bar inset, there is a video machine that services anywhere from video poker to keynote like all across the board like, here right yeah they got uh, blackjack right? slots video poker an array of different video poker okay. games and then uh Kino, which is really popular as well so and as, slots i said slots right yes those so, things are addicting to people and they pay out huge jackpots yeah so as a bartender in a gaming bar talk talk to us through how that occurs uh so anytime you sit down uh, you put 20 bucks in to say to start, you get most of the time you get a beer and a shot or two drinks for a $20 bill, you know, one drink Basically and a $10 you get, bill. Uh, you're, you're able to drink for free. It's comped. Yeah. comped yeah. So you'll get one drink per 20, uh, at certain locations, but, uh, everything you get, if you're a regular and you gamble heavy two $300 in a sitting, you get your free food, you get your free mm. drinks and you're just a little casino host. So, mm. A good gaming bartender would uh, has a clientele, like a book of business, like any other good salesperson. You know, they have regulars that come in and see them, but it's a whole different uh, 
way of bartending. Okay. You're really catering to people that gamble. Yeah. The people that don't gamble, gamble you still give them good service and mm-hmm. respect them like as if like they were a gambler. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you never know who might turn into a gambler later down the road. True. Yeah. Okay. So that was your first bar bartending in a gaming place. Exactly. And then that was obviously off strip, local. It was off strip. It's local. Um, then, then where'd you go from there? That was it. I went into sales. Okay. So, which is a huge transition going into corporate sales or any kind of sales, but bartenders, waiters, anybody in the service industry, they're bred, they're salespeople. They yeah. walk right in with no, no problem talking to people. And that's all it is, is oh. meeting somebody you've never seen before and chatting them up. So you're back into the restaurant industry. So from, from corporate sales, what was your, uh, your re-entry point back into the uh, service industry. Oh, I learned about taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what they say, they're paying you on paper, the government gets theirs. And yeah. I was never used to that. I always okay. had cash. I don't I didn't know what taxes were. But 33% of your paycheck and then your 401k and then your insurance comes out, that's like 50% of your check. Okay. Gone. Gone. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> cash is just so much better. We just did a show on, on cash. Uh, on cash. It's, it's <laughs> just so much better. Anybody, nobody can. If you make sixty thousand dollars as a server in cash, that's like making a hundred thousand dollars a year on paper. Amen. So, go get yours. But I like that six-hour shift. So, what was your re-entry point? Uh, it's a funny story. I was working for ADT, the alarm company. Okay. So I was doing sales. I was a director of sales for them, and then we did installs as well. So mm-hmm. it was a in-home consultation sales approach, which was super easy to sell. Security is one of the easiest things to sell because you just like you're gonna get robbed. Yeah, you pray on that fear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all you do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, did that, but I was in this location, and my good friend Joey Delabella, who bartends at uh, one of our locations. Okay. He called me up. He's like, hey, there's a graveyard shift available. That's midnight to 8 a.m. He's like, you're going to make about three to 500 bucks a shift. Okay. I said, cool. He's like, all right, you got the job. I turned around, looked at the person that I'm installing the security system for, and I was like, buddy, you better call corporate. I got to reschedule. <laughs> I grabbed my stuff, and I walked right out the door. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, yeah, man, just just call corporate, dude. Just reschedule. I was like, I got, I got something else to do. And I just left. Okay, so that was, a <laughs> that was it. I got a job and I, I walked into work the next day and I was like, yeah, man, so uh, I'm not going to do this anymore. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I just, I just don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, you going to work today? I go, no, man, I'm just going to go get some breakfast. <laughs> I just left. That's like office space. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked out and left. I was not having it. Okay, so that's your reentry point back into the business, okay? So if I, if I might, right? I believe that you worked for Miller Coors, did you not? I did work for Miller Coors on the distributor side, and I worked closely with the Miller Coors reps uh, on the casino casino and resort programs. Okay, so let's talk about, I mean, that's not really service industry, but it's definitely related. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, everything actually. It's still restaurant business, absolutely. It is. It's a different side of it that you don't really see, but... uh, and it's different in Vegas. Uh, you taught me a lot. I mean, that's when I really kind of first was introduced to you when you were working for them. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a good yeah. job, actually. I recommend anybody that gets into the liquor biz, beer biz. It's a fun job. They don't pay you well. They pay you in beer and liquor, but the perks <laughs> are fantastic. They do throw the best parties, and they get access to a lot of cool gigs. I mean, NASCAR, you just walk right on the track if you wanted to with Miller. Uh, any concert in the city, any marketing event is all done by beer or liquor sponsors. So okay, get a lot of cool tickets. So what did you what, what what was the main takeaway that you learned from dealing with uh, like owners management from that side of the uh, we're going to talk about you know you, what you currently do now but from that side of um, the table as far as being a liquor distributor um, talking with like owners and stuff okay. that's what we're saying right with yeah. managers and bar guys you know just as a whole like your sure. clientele base I mean so when I first started with Miller Coors I ran the downtown route of Las Vegas uh, which is all up and coming a lot of old school casinos and then brand new establishments on the east side of Fremont Street which are uh, more your craft centric places mm-hmm. a big turnaround uh, for most people that's been down there you've seen a big change dealing with the old school clientele of those casinos is 100% different than dealing with the big MGM Caesars Palace places. Okay. You go downtown, it's still a handshake, and product gets delivered the next day. Mm-hmm. Caesars Palace, MGM, it's four or five weeks. If they want a beer, it takes that long to get in. Okay. But dealing with uh, regular bars, regular restaurants, uh, if it's corporate restaurants, a lot of this product is mandated through corporate channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, your, if you go to any restaurant, your most popular beers like Sam Adams or anything, that's all paid at a corporate level to have those mm. in and on that menu. And learning about how to print menus. A lot of your menus that you get are printed by the sponsor who is your main component on your menu. So if your menu at home says, you know, Sam Adams really big on the Prominent, right side, okay. they paid for all those menus. And print gotcha. is not cheap. So anywhere you go, if you go to Miller's uh, Ale House, I'm pretty sure Miller pays for all their menus to get printed a lot of their signage dealing with a lot of signage a lot of promotions and uh, really the distributors pay for a lot of the things in those restaurants that's interesting it's a whole new world I did not know that's how it worked but every single thing in those restaurants a liquor or beer distributor is paying for a lot of it okay so like uh, your last stop you you pieced out on the uh, on the uh, selling alarms you started bartending. Yep. What What's your position now? So that's what we're going to really. So I'm the on. director of gaming operations and bar. Okay. Cool. Okay. And um, so, keeping on theme, Vegas. Now, uh, what's our in, in South Florida? What, what's our tipped employees like? We get like what? Uh, I think it's like five now. It used to be really? like two thirteen, but it's like five now. Okay. You guys get five bucks now. Yeah, I remember it was like two. Yeah, two yeah. forever. Yeah, it was, it was like two fifteen forever, forever, forever. Okay, and then I so think I'm it's shocked. like I think it's like five now. Okay, see, That's, we don't even know. It's it's high fours or like like it might be like four eighty something, per or it's like five thirteen something like that. It's okay, like, what are the tip? <laughs> do you know what the tipped employees make here now? Uh, it just depends. It's eight seventy five if you're local establishments, mm-hmm. and then your union it could go anywhere from twelve to twenty. That's awesome. That is unique. Yeah. When I worked at ESPN Zone, they called me. No, I was not. But they called me into the office and they're like, hey, buddy, you got you got to start cashing your checks. I just came from New York, so I'm thinking it's $2 and they're voided checks or a yeah. dollar. So I just had like 10 checks stacked up so I could deposit my $10. <laughs> 
And there's 200, 400, 500 bucks on those checks, man. Wow. <laughs> I had awesome. no idea. Because you know what? I just assumed too yeah, much. Yeah, you, th you thought you were, yeah, the norm. I don't even exactly. look at it. <laughs> and in Vegas, uh, I can only assume, what are the major service industry sectors? Like, uh, there are the casinos. Casinos is your biggest, and that's okay. where you'll get all your union. Okay. So you'll get your bartender's union and then your culinary union. What's that? It encompasses all your all the kitchen food staff. And, yeah, I got you. Okay, I okay. got you. Yeah, yeah. that I, makes sense. I thought you meant. I thought you said culinary. Colon. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Col yeah, the yeah, culinary well, union. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and union is a weird culinary. gig, man. Uh, I was in an interview, and the guy asked me, he goes, "So if a, if a glass broke, would you clean it up at one of your tables?" I go, "Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I?" He's like, "Not in a union house. You get fired." Okay. And I didn't get the job for that. What was the correct answer? No, you don't clean that up. There is a job for that. There's somebody who does that. Oh, that's somebody else's job. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you can't you do that. Lazy. Pretty much. Wow. Union is good for people that are We're lazy. their ways. Just lazy. <laughs> and I, not. Hey, I'd love it's to have union. That job. I, me too. I'll I'll tell you this. Sign me up. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you get a union job in Vegas, you're pretty much there forever. Okay. It is, it is what it is. You get great health benefits. That's what I'm uh, saying. It sounds good. <laughs> and you really guaranteed a job daily. You don't really got to mess it up. If you get fired, you're really stupid. You really tried to get fired. Yeah, you you try to get fired. <laughs> okay, so there's uh, the largest casino. Then you have bars, restaurants. So are there any other that, that we're missing? I don't believe so. I mean, there's a lot of catering, but it all comes down to it. And that's huge because okay. that's going to be your convention catering. Gotcha. And that's uh, big banquet money. If you're an A-list banquet server in Las Vegas, you probably make 130000 to 200000 a year. That's pretty cool. And you might just be scooping butter. Might just be scooping <laughs> butter. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And uh, so what are some of the unique challenges? Like um, you've, you've lived here, obviously, and you made some money. We know people who have made money, lost money. Um, for example, we just did a... Power of Cash um, podcast last week, and we we talked about being responsible, you know, with the money that you make because we have our money's liquid right away. So, you know, you just got off shift. Talk to us about the the, the temptations about just putting it into a slot machine or you know sitting down at a poker table. So yeah, you see that a lot. You get out of shift and you make five fifty. You're like, all right, cool. I can I can spill 50 bucks. Yeah, 100, 100 <laughs> yeah, whatever. You sit down, a 20 to the bartender instantly, 20 in the machine, and then, oh, this this machine might hit. Next thing you know, you're in 100, and now you want to get your 100 back, so you're in another 100. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're like, well, I still got 200. <laughs> That's cool, I'll go home with that. So yeah, there's definitely some spillage on your, on your way out the door. Yeah. But uh, you know, you just gotta be strong. A lot of people, if they're smart, they just they'll they'll mess around on their Friday. You know, they're they're, they're Friday and then they'll they'll hang out and have a couple of drinks. Okay. Some people just blow all their money and go do it again the next day. And the unique thing is, it's like uh, you don't have to necessarily come to the strip to do that. You can oh. do that anywhere. No, I walk right out the front door of my house and I can walk across the street and there's a bar there. Yeah, with gaming. Oh yeah, all the bars have gaming. No, okay. that's that's my point. We're, the we're, airport has gaming. We're, we're describing that, that for people. Just... I'm assuming people have never been here. Oh, the grocery stores. In the, the grocery stores. Oh yeah, you can gamble in the grocery store. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, you can gamble at CVS and Walgreens. That's I don't know, wild. not so much Walgreens. CVS, no, for sure. 
And there's some regulars that go into those grocery stores and gamble. That's wild. They got players' cards, membership programs. I believe it. Yeah. They mess around, bro. They, they're not. So, um, I mean, before it was a yearly thing for us, I would I would come to Vegas. I'd, you know, yeah. visit Jay and things mm-hmm. like that. And so my short stint, I think the first time I came here was maybe 12, 13 years ago. Ooh, yeah. About that. About that. And the city is growing. Oh, yeah. You know? So talk to us a little bit about how you... How you experience that growth? I mean, now there's the Vegas Knights. Yeah, Golden Knights. Um, they have football team coming. Football team coming. So let's just deal with both of those. Um, so as a director, right? You're, um, are you competing for for quality employees, or th- there's just enough to keep you satisfied? So, any anybody could apply because they were a bartender, but. Uh, the job in itself is a lot more, like I said, it's a casino host. You really have to gather information on the people that come in the door, what they play, what they like. We're trying to entertain most of our guests in other ways. Uh, if it's golf outings, tickets to shows, tickets to baseball games, hockey games. Uh, we took a bunch of players to the playoffs to watch the Golden Knights. So you really got to find the people that are out there and willing to network and get their own business. Like anything else, if you're a real estate agent, car salesman, you could sit there and wait for people to come to you, but you ain't going to make any money. You got to go get your business. So relate that to, to quality staff. Like, do you feel like, you know, there's competition for quality staff or, you know, I mean, because I can only imagine these buildings have, you know, there's just so many places to work. There's a lot of places to work. The gaming bar, the local scene in a good spot you're going to walk out with maybe 2500 bucks a week. So there are really good, talented people out there that okay. have been in the business forever. Okay. That's hard talent to get. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah. And what you do is you normally pluck somebody from a good two-mile radius of the bar they were currently working at. And some bars have non-compete that you got to sign. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so that makes sense. So if you're describing to us that there's... um. You know, you have people that come to see you, okay? If you're on the other side of the town, they're not coming to see you. No, that's a two-mile radius. Yeah. Three is top. You ain't going anywhere else. You want to drink close to home. Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So what advice, I mean, for instance, for uh, South Florida, it's, it's a lot of transplants. Yeah. A lot of people that move here. And they say, oh, we're moving on or going back home or things like that. What advice would you give to a waiter moving out here? Give yourself at least a year. It takes a year to get all the party in and shmud it out of your system. Okay. And some people just still stick with it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but about a year. Give it a year. If you think you're going to fail or, you know, and after three or four months, you're a quitter. There's a lot of money out here. Just stick with it. Plug Get out there, make sure people know your name, and then the city is will open up to you. It's a very, very small city. I was going to ask you, like, is it like, even though it's so big, it's still small, like as far as the business goes? It's really small. The, yeah. the networks are small. If you know one person that worked at this bar, you pretty much could chain along a couple friends that you guys came in contact with. Absolutely. The it's a, it's, it's a it's really small six city. Six degrees separation all day. All day, yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Now... 
is there a season here like for us from let's say the end of november it starts to to tick up until, we get a lot of snowbirds yeah until about mother's day exactly well yeah that's you know yeah, december till, till november yeah december till mother's day is yeah our yeah. season is our season Do, does vegas have a season like a true season we have a season that kicks off and it's normally in march okay march is the busiest month of the year we have uh, st patty's uh, we have NASCAR coming into town. March Madness is starting to ramp up, and then spring break. So okay, we kind of get the, the hurricane of activities, mm-hmm. and it goes from March. Summer it seems to tick down a little bit because room rates are a little low in the heat, but uh, it seems slow. But all the pools are packed, so okay. we get really busy. The number one tourist attraction for Las Vegas are pools. Pool parks, yeah. It's just pools. People okay. come here for pools. So we'll stay busy all the way until uh, Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving to Christmas, we're slow. I think with the Raiders, though, we'll fill that gap, Yeah, I think it's and we'll be a lot busier. Yeah. And it's also a lot busier now that we have Golden Knights, so okay. playoff, or hockey, and now that football, I think that'll close up that gap. So we Yeah, for being in a gambling town to have sports is a huge thing for you guys. Yeah, so we're really not slow, because we got Super Bowl in February. Yeah. And then we got maybe a couple weeks after Super Bowl until March comes, and then we're back on it again. So if we really had an off season, maybe it's six weeks. Gotcha. That's pretty. That's great. It's solid. Is there uh, any chance you get burnt out, or you just you know, it's regular life? I'm just. It's just regular. I still got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, "Oh, come down. You know, let's go to Vegas. Go to the Strip. You guys must party all the time. I would. I would die if I lived there." No, you would yeah, you, exactly. you pay bills and go to work. Exactly. exactly. Just like yeah. we do at home. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we live in a destination spot as well. And, you know, you party with, when people are in town, but you live your life when they're not. Oh, man. I feel for you when we come into town because I'm like, hey, he's got to go to work. He's got a regular life. And we're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. whoa it's all, all good. It's all good. It's <laughs> once a year. So yeah. it's funny. Uh, my wife wanted to come down here last week. And I was like, no, I got to save it up. Can't get burnt out already. Yeah. yeah true, next true, week. true. So we'll skip. Because, uh, I mean, I, I turn down trips to, like, South Beach all the time, you know, because uh, I, I just want to deal with it. It's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, it's so much. So we're going to let you go on these last two questions. Um, where we're from, ITB is big. ITB is in the biz. Yeah. You, t- you get taken care of um, just for being a server, bartender in a restaurant or bar. Yeah, most places have their own day where you kind of go in and you can get yeah, discounts. Yeah, absolutely. And things like that. Do you guys have any of those programs here? Yeah, or? any perks like that? Unfortunately, we don't. Mm. And it's weird because you would expect Back, it. Yeah, ex- yeah. And you'd think it would be popular. And it's one of the things that, you know, maybe it's worth looking into if you make a solid program. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like Amex-style black card metal. You drop it on the counter and they know you're in the biz. Yeah. That would be sweet. I mean, I guess that's the hardest part is validating. But, I mean, you're getting... It, it's like kids eat free on Tuesday. You're, you, they tend to fill up on the, plate, the, the, the spots that they're slow on, you know? So yeah. they'll, they'll do a Monday and, and we'll come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, we're getting a deal. We'll come out. We'll, we'll, uh, and it's a boon for the wait staff for bartenders because, you know, you get off your check and then boom, you'll, you'll get. Yeah, it's usually like early in the week, like you said, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because those are the time when restaurants are a little slower and yeah. you want, and that's the time when we're off because you want to, you know, you, you yeah. just take off at least one of those days because it's slower in the restaurant. So I'll tell you the most underrated part of the restaurant business is a marketing aspect of it to get people in the seat. What will get you off your couch on Sunday to go watch football? Cause a $4 beer ain't going to do it. No. Yeah. It's so uh, what really gets you out of your house to go to a specific restaurant or bar 
that's the true, that's the hardest thing about the restaurant business. For me, I leave the house and go somewhere that I know that I'm going to have not just a good time, where I know people. Yeah. Not people who are going there. I go to a place because I know that that bartender is going to be there or that okay. server is going to be there. And that's how I make my choices. I say, I'm going to go see Kent. Or I'm going to go mm-hmm. see so and so, you know, and because there's so many other places to go, and that's why I don't understand when people treat their employees like like garbage. It's like these are the people that are coming, not because you have a burger. He has a burger too, yeah, right yeah. next door, right next door. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's even harder in the gaming industry. Every bar has gaming. You yeah. could play the same game, get the same odds, get the same free Tito's, same Miller Lite, mm-hmm. Bud Light. But why are you really going there? Yeah. You're going to go see the bartender. So it's a huge, huge aspect of it. You go in sales. People buy from who they like. Exactly. And all you're doing is selling you and they're buying from you. Mm-hmm. They're getting the same. Because they can get it from anybody. Get it from okay. anybody. So it's, you're to, selling yourself. Go I mean, to a casino. The, go to this being bar. Being available, being, you know, exact, being a good salesman. Yeah. And that's sure. what it's all about. So our last question is, uh, what's the biggest misconception that people have about Vegas? That they think we live in casinos because they're idiots. <laughs> oh, wow. People ask me all the time, what casino do you live in? Are you really that stupid? What do you fly over? Those are homes. <laughs> and I've gotten asked that question more than 20 or 30 times. <laughs> I think I'm going to explore that because I've never heard that before. Yeah, what they, casino do you live in? People don't think we have homes or schools out here. I swear <laughs> to God. They yes. just think we live in casinos. <laughs> Well, they don't. There's more to Las Vegas than the Strip. I love this town. It's uh, it's it's like my Disneyland, you know. And, yes, um, it's 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 the big kids Disneyland. It's a big kids Disneyland. Uh, it's man. cheaper than Disneyland. So I'll go out on this. We we hung out yesterday and we went to see Joey. Joey, he's a great bartender and very well known in the city. He gets out there. Man, when I left, I thought it was dark. <laughs> There are no windows in any of your bars, man. No. I thought it was dark. It was bright daylight. Oh, my God. <laughs> there are dungeons you walk into in some of these bars. There <laughs> yes. are no lights on in those. No windows. Do they even frame windows into these buildings? One of our locations overlooks the whole city. It's all wrapped in uh, windows. And the other one that we have is a patio bar. It's okay. the only one in Vegas with gaming on the patio. That's, That's cool. cool. That's yeah. hilarious. That's fun. That's, That's a good cool. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, they... Sorry, guys. Go ahead. No. I was just closing. Oh, yeah. We'll close up. Do your thing. Let's go get some drinks. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, man. It's uh, it's always great to see you. And thank you for dropping some knowledge on us and and just being with us. Thank you. And, of course, I'm also talking to you, the audience. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing, liking, subscribing. And we'll see you next time on the Modern Way to Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph. I'm Danny DeVilla. And we'll see you next time. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm joining into my high club. You know I'm falling because I'm owning 20,000 above. I'm joining into my high club. You know I'm falling because I'm owning 20,000 above. Come on now. I'm joining into my high club. You know I'm falling because I'm owning 20,000 above. That's right, right, right. I'm joining into my high club. You know I'm falling because I'm owning 20,000 above. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. 
If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.